we are. Welcome to Locked On NFL Monday edition, breaking down all of the Sunday afternoon games. Alongside the scout, Matt Williamson, I am Brian Peacock. Tomorrow, we'll be hitting the primetime games Sunday night and Monday night football, and I think Wednesday, power rankings too. After we've reshuffled things, see how the league looks after a couple of weeks, and there's never a dull moment in the National Football League. So much stuff to get into I uh, do want to remind everybody first before we get into this to follow us all on Twitter. I'm at BD Peacock. You can find Matt Williamson at Williamson NFL. You can find this podcast and all the shows on the network on your favorite podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Matt Williamson here with me. Matt, the big news here, and I think we've got to get to it off the top, not only a big game that we had previewed with the Rams and the Saints, but now a Drew Brees injury. Uh, he's going to be out for six weeks, and now Ben Roethlisberger injury, the team you cover, uh, he's done for the year now with his elbow injury. Just uh, brutal for those two teams. Yeah, huge, huge news. And the Saints looked much more like a contender than the Steelers after two games, or at least after one game. Uh, Breeze will be back. Bridgewater was not impressive, but they went out of their way this offseason to prepare for this day. And stylistically, I think Bree- Bridgewater is similar to Breeze, you know, based on accuracy, timing. I expect him to play better going forward than we saw this past week when he was thrust into action. You know, a week worth of practice certainly will help. Game planning around his strengths. So I think they can keep their head above water if Breeze is not out much longer than that, but obviously it's a huge deal. As for Ben, um, this w- I have no inside scoop on this, but I wonder if it's career ending. You know, I mean, is it, wow. is it you know, I mean, he's uh, be a lot of rehab and would you come back for one more year? I, I don't know. Maybe he plans on it or maybe he will or will not. I, I don't know. Um, he frankly was not playing well at all, to be very honest. Um, the, the offense got a boost when Rudolph came in and the offense moved the football better with Rudolph behind center than Ben. Now, does that mean, oh, the Steelers are going to win all the rest of their games and Rudolph's going to go to the Hall of Fame and be Rookie of the Year or, or be you know MVP? And I don't think so. But part of me thinks this could go down as a tough transition that pays off in the end because the offense becomes a little more schemed up, run the ball more. I mean, for example, Seattle ran like 20 more plays than the Steelers. They possessed the ball for 10 more minutes. Like, they got to help their defense and just get first downs. And I think Rudolph can be a chain mover. He's smart. He's accurate. I'm excited for him, and I think he could be a successful, have a successful season. But I recently just wrote an article for Yard Barker saying, I mean, even if everything goes right, this team's maybe 500. It's yeah, it was a rough start already for the Steelers, and now to lose Big Ben, and yeah, you don't know the, I mean, long term for this season. You know he's out long-term after that. Still leaves some question marks. And you know the Steelers love Mason Rudolph because they were willing to trade Joshua Dobbs. So Rudolph was that guy. And for the Steelers going into San Francisco next week now, they get to prepare for the same, nearly this, the identical defense, that cover three scheme. Robert Saul is a former protege of that Seattle system. So I think that might make things easier. And I think both the Saints and the Steelers Obviously, they get to game plan for the quarterback that they know is going to start next week rather than the guy who's all of a sudden, okay, now you're up, buddy, let's go. And actually, you mentioned how the the ball moved better when Rudolph was in the game for the Steelers. 
I thought it was a great idea, and you don't see this much, but they just went straight to a flea flicker out of the gate with Rudolph in there, and I love that, and, and it got a big play, and I'm sure that was something that was, you know, a lot of times teams will just dumb it down and run the ball a little bit, and I think things get tight. They're like, okay, let's just go. This is what we have now. Let's run a flea flicker and see if we can get something yeah. going. Juju Smith making a great catch on the other end on that play. Yeah, and a couple notes there is I think it's really important that people realize that through the course of a, of a week preparing for a game in the regular season, there really isn't as much practice time as you would think. And the second string quarterbacks often do very, very little. So inserting these guys going forward, you know, as the ones is bound to pay off to some degree. I mean, again, they both go into the Pro Bowl. I don't think so. Don't get me wrong. But I think that when you get thrown into a game, it's way harder than, hey, you have seven days to prepare for traveling to San Francisco or wherever the Saints are next week. And now with the Saints, too, Taysom Hill, I mean, it's made me a little crazy that why would be taking Drew Brees away from under center be a good thing? But it shows that when Taysom Hill takes snaps, they move the football. So they have that little wild card in their back pocket, too. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how much they go to that. And I wonder if it'll be a split situation there because Bridgewater, like you said, didn't, you know, he didn't set it on fire and he never really has in the NFL. You like Bridgewater. And when he's your backup, you feel really great about that position. When he's your starter, you're kind of looking around like, oh, what? maybe we could find yeah. something better here. So uh, let's see if the Saints can hold their head above water. It was a rough loss for the Saints, losing to the Rams 27-9. And the Steelers hung in there and actually came back a little bit late in that game against the Seattle Seahawks, 28-26, the Seahawks over the Steelers. Those are the two biggest stories of Sunday's action to me. But uh, let's get into the rest of these games coming up. This podcast is brought to you in part by Peloton. Can't find a workout that keeps you engaged? Peloton is an immersive cardio experience with real-time features that will always keep you coming back. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use promo code LOCKED to get started. Well, hello, everyone. I want to tell you about our new buddies at Vivid Seats. Well, I'm fortunate enough that I can go to any Steeler game whenever I want, and I don't go to other NFL games. I also have a pretty good source through my Steeler contacts to get the concerts. But Penguin season for me is right around the corner, and I'm going to be using Vivid Seats a lot to go with my buddies. So I'm pretty excited about it. I want to tell you about it. Um, Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last, last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person, earning credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seat app via the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events, sports, concerts, theater, and more, stand-up, anything you want, uh, all through the Vivid Seat app. It's very easy. Vivid Seats offers great prices with an easy purchasing experience as well as an in-app loyalty program, Vivid Seats Rewards. With rewards statuses ranging from MVP to Hall of Famer, customers can earn 10% up to 16% credit on all their purchases through our app for the month of August. Go to App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all their purchases as part of the Vivid Seats Rewards. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by 100% guarantee, of course. So this is something you absolutely have to do. And when you go, enter our promo code KICKOFF, all one word, all caps, 
at checkout to receive a discount of up to a, up to a hundred bucks. I mean, so why wouldn't you? Enter our promo code kickoff at checkout, and you get a discount of up to a hundred bucks. 49ers at Bengals, and this was a bit of a statement game, I think, for the 49ers. It was, without a doubt, the best Kyle Shanahan coached 49ers game to date in his uh, two-plus years now as head coach of the 49ers. 41-17 over the Bengals, and the 49ers improved to 2-0, two road games to start the season, which is massive. And as we mentioned, the Pittsburgh Steelers coming into San Francisco, the home opener for the 49ers, really in the driver's seat now, uh, being able to... I mean, winning road games in the NFL is hard. 49ers won zero of them last year, and they have not been good in those East Coast time zone games. I think they're 0 for 12 for Shanahan, and now they're 2-0. and That's a big game for the 49ers, a statement game. The Bengals had no answers, and look, the 49ers haven't played great teams the first two weeks. I don't think the Bengals or the Bucks are a playoff team, even though both teams played for the Buccaneers beating the Panthers, played better in Week 2 than when they played the 49ers and the Bengals in True. Week 1 playing tight with the Seahawks were better in week one than when they played the 49ers. So are the 49ers for real? They sure looked like it in week two and just ran all over the Bengals. I think the key stat here for me, uh, total offense was huge, 500 yards for the 49ers, but it was the 250 yards on the ground, averaging way over six yards per carry. Breida over 10 yards per carry on his 12 runs, and the Bengals 25 rushing yards on 19 carries when the 49ers ran wild for 250 yards. So that was the story to me there, and the 49ers looked great Sunday. Yeah, and you really laid that out well. You're on top of the Niners, of course. Uh, I was torn when we picked this game. I thought it might be a, a lot closer. You know, I thought it'd be a, a coin flip at the end. It wasn't at all. Um, one more thing I just want to throw in was I thought the two top rookies, you know, Debo and Bosa, both are really starting to shine too. Yeah. So the future is bright as well. The future's bright, and the offense really, the passing game side of things. There was one bad interception from Jimmy Garoppolo, but so much stuff schemed up from Kyle Shanahan in this one. He was having a lot of fun. There was some throwback plays and some misdirection, and really when the running game is working, then the play action, and that's Shanahan's offense right there. Outside zone, uh, Brita getting outside, making big runs, Mostert as well, not missing Tevin Coleman at all in that offense, which I had a feeling was going to be the case. And then working play action off of that, and it, it's really difficult. And, and Shanahan was really getting into the zone there as a play caller, and everything was working. They almost didn't even have to try to convert on third downs because they were doing so well on first and second downs. So just thoroughly dominated that football game over the Bengals. And as you mentioned, the young guys playing well for the 49ers too. Uh, the Chargers at the Lions. This was a bit of a surprise. I think we both thought that there was a chance that the Lions at home could do something with the Chargers here, even though we think the Chargers are probably a better team. But right now, the Lions have zero losses. They are 1-0-1 on the season, beating the Chargers 13-10. to Yeah, and there was quite a few slugfests, not real pretty football. I mean, even if you love defense, you wouldn't have said some of these games were beautiful defensive works of art. And I think this kind of qualified. You know, I mean, the, the Lions kind of out-toughed them at the end. I, I think that Playing at home was probably key. I think when they operate through carry on Johnson, uh, they're a pretty balanced and strong offense. I like their, I like the way Stafford's playing. I like their skill position players overall, adding Hawkinson this year and carry on the year before. Let's move on to the Packers Vikings, which is one of the better games of the weekend and something I was excited to see when we previewed these games and Rodgers right out of the gate, two touchdowns in the first quarter, put the Packers in the driver's seat. They didn't even score in the second half. We're able to hold off the Vikings 21-16. 
Yeah, and this looked like a blowout. I mean, like you said, the Packers came out flying, home opener. Everything was working at the play calling. Rodgers looked good. But then the second half was kind of concerning for Green Bay. I mean, it it was almost like the tale of two halves for that team, especially on offense. Uh, Their defense, I think, is quite good. And then my other takeaway, again, is you ask Cousins to do too much. If the script doesn't go as planned right off the bat, usually doesn't go well. Yeah, Cousins had that bad interception rolling right, throwing it in the end zone. I believe it was uh, Kevin Keene that came up with the pick there. But Dalvin Cook was able to do his thing for the second week in a row. 20 carries, 154 yards, looking fast out there, looking very healthy, and obviously uh, the uh, long touchdown run as well. So Dalvin Cook is definitely a stock up right now for me, and I I bet he is for you because I know you like Dalvin Cook. No, I love him, and he looks phenomenal. The scheme fits him really well. He may lead the league in rushing. Here was a bit of a slugfest. Colts at Titans. The Colts were victorious in this one. Jacoby Brissett getting his first win of the season. 19-17 Colts over the Titans. Both teams now 1-1. Yeah, another one of these types of games. Very close. Offense hard to come by. I got to be honest, I didn't see a ton of this one compared to some of the others. But it sure got the feeling that it could have gone either way. If they would have played a little longer, maybe Tennessee wins it. You know, I mean, a real... Evenly fought battle. Huge for the Colts and Brissett to get that big win. Um, I, I think they'll be in the mix. Both these teams, I think, will be in the mix. I think so. And a big win on the road, too, to be able to go in and beat a team like the Titans. 1917, Mar- Marcus Mariota, just the most Mariota-ish line yeah. passing. 19 of 28, 154 yards and one touchdown. So uh, they, they did light up the scoreboard last week. I don't think that's the team the Titans are going to be, though. No, I 100% agree. But I do think it's a pretty good defense. I think they're very well coached. Um, you know, 9-7 type of team. Antonio Brown on the field and out-targeting guys like Julian Edelman in that Patriots offense, getting his first touchdown with the Patriots, and New England just blowing out the Dolphins, as expected, 43-0. to Yeah, we can move on on this one. I mean, it was <laughs> as expected, and it didn't even feel like they had the accelerator down the whole time. Um, it's good. Well, I don't, I don't know if it was good to see Antonio out there, but it was interesting to see him out there. Uh, he looked uncoverable as usual. Yeah, yeah, he's a darn good he's football right. player that you forget <laughs> yeah. through all this stuff. Yeah, he's pretty good at football. Bills over the Giants. Bills go on the road to New Jersey, beat the Giants twenty-eight fourteen. Josh Allen, not a huge line there. Nineteen of thirty, two hundred fifty-three yards and a touchdown. Saquon Barkley did his thing, but you know, having a running back and not a lot else is still not a great recipe for winning in the NFL, even though Barkley uh, was able to go over 100 yards and had the touchdown run. Yeah, and I have mixed feelings about Allen, but he is a playmaker for sure, and we saw that again. They got up on these guys pretty early and never looked back. You know, the Bills are now 2-0. and I mean, holy smokes, Giants are 0-2. It um, seems like the franchises are going in opposite directions. That Bills defense, to me, really stands out. Um, Ed Oliver, the rookie, was another standout player for me. Uh, I got to wonder, is it Daniel Jones' time soon? I mean, why are we even waiting? You know? <laughs> I, I agree, and I have a feeling that we're going to continue to say that. And the New York Giants are not a franchise that wants to move on from Eli Manning. And we've seen that in the past, and I'm sure we'll see it again this year. Uh, I, you got to see him soon, but I'm willing to bet we don't. Right. I don't think we will either, just because that's kind of how this franchise is operated. I think that comes from ownership. Absolutely. And there's a ton of 2-0 and 0-2 teams, and which is surprising yeah. right now. And we've covered a bunch of them already. Another 
team, a couple of teams that are going in opposite directions. The Dallas Cowboys improved to 2-0. Redskins fall to 0-2, 31-21. Dallas wins on the road. And Dak Prescott going off once again under new offensive coordinator Kellen Moore. Yeah, you mentioned power ranks are coming this week. I started fiddling with mine. Whew, uh, they're far from done, but I don't know how many teams I can put ahead of Dallas right now. Yeah. I mean, they're awfully good in all phases. Uh, they're hard to play against. Um, the, the the Redskins are going to be near the bottom. This wasn't a total blowout, and Dak, again, played really well. So I do give the Redskins a little bit of credit. I mean, they're not garbage. I mean, they're, they're, their defense can keep things you know, interesting and run the ball, shorten the games. But I think Dallas is a really good team. Going the road, winning this one, that's impressive. Dallas is so balanced, and if you've got your quarterback now in Dak Prescott firing the way he is and this offense being explosive, and it seems like Amari Cooper has just been such a fantastic fit for Dallas. I was wondering if it was more of a flash in the pan at the end of last year, but we're, we're continuing to see it. Zeke Elliott getting his first full game of work there, 111 yards on the ground on 23 carries, so they leaned on him. They were able to throw the ball as well. Dallas Cowboys looking like uh, one of the better teams in the NFL. I agree with you, and I think uh, we are going to agree they're going to be very high on our power rankings this week. Absolutely. Hey, I'm very impressed with the Cowboys. The offensive changes are paying off. The defense is really solid. Good stuff for sure. And Washington probably uh, on the under, other end of things yeah. as far as the power rankings yeah, yeah, go. Yeah. Uh, the NFC West is interesting because combined they have one loss in the division, and that came this Sunday as the Cardinals went to Baltimore and fell to the Ravens seventeen or twenty three to seventeen. Ravens improved to two and zero. Cardinals zero one and one now on the season. And what we saw is that Lamar Jackson was still Lamar Jackson of Week One, and he's what eight and two, nine and two now as a starting NFL quarterback. Crazy, and then you know you, you look at these two quarterbacks, and that's kind of the story going in. Some obvious similarities. Lamar ran like crazy after not having to run it all in Week One. Kyler didn't run at all, <laughs> but still played a pretty darn good game, I thought, you know, in a really difficult environment against one of the most difficult defenses to play against. I really like what Lamar's doing as a passer, though. I, the rapport that he's building with youngsters Andrews and Marquise Brown yeah. is really exciting going forward. I mean, that could be a dangerous trio for a lot of years. Yeah, he really dropped one in the bucket, too. Marquise Brown down the right sideline in that game. Just a beautiful throw. Dime on the money. Brown in traffic. He's not the biggest guy, so that's when you think he might not be great. But uh, he's looking like he's well worth that first-round pick. And like you said, already developing him rapport with uh, Lamar Jackson. So that's going to be an explosive tandem there, it looks like, for probably for quite a while. And Kyler Murray, in his first two NFL games, has already dropped back 100 times. <laughs> and, and so wow, they're just yeah. like, you know, the Cardinals are running a lot of plays and they're going to put a lot on them. And I don't know if it's going to result in uh, many or any wins, but they're they're going for it. And, you know, it's 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 an interesting offense. They're, they're running over there with a lot of four wide. Uh, one more Ravens note. How about Lamar has thrown more touchdowns this year than last year? <laughs> Wow, that's, that's crazy! I did isn't not it? see that. Yeah, that is that is nuts. And yeah, and also 120 yards in the ground. Just to remind everybody, because what he had just a couple of guard, a uh, couple of yards in week one. It's like, oh yeah, and he can just blow you away with his legs too, if he needs to. But they might not it's have to lean crazy. on that as much this year, which is good for the Baltimore Ravens. Things are going well for the Ravens. I mean, I hesitate to. Well, well I'm not sure where to put them in the power ranks because they've been very impressive, but maybe they've played. 
the 32nd and 31st yep. team in the power ranks. You know, we'll see. I, I put a tweet out there yesterday saying, boy, I know it's only the middle of September, but the AFC really looks like Kansas City and New England, maybe Baltimore, and then, like, nothing else. Like, it almost seems like there's two teams on a collision course for each other, and maybe the Ravens are in that conversation if you squint. Absolutely. Let's get into some more of those uh, AFC teams after this. Dudes, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember those days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. I've told you about them many times. If you haven't tried it, you're out of your mind. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Guys, I never understood the pill thing. I mean, hey, you're going to make an appointment for an hour from now? I mean, Blue Chew works so much better. Um... Now, this isn't just for guys that can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra functionality to enhance their performance in the bedroom. That's all of you. Um, Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, zero awkwardness. Made in the USA, and Blue Chew prepares and ships direct. They're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, they have a fantastic deal for all of you listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment totally free when you use our promo code LOCKEDONNFL. All you're paying is $5 shipping, and you're getting way more than $5 worth of product. And the promo code is LOCKEDON. Again, that's BlueChew.com, promo code LOCKEDON to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them a great deal for sponsoring the podcast. Another Slugfest, Texans at home just able to squeak out of there with a victory, defeating the Jaguars 13-12. to An ugly score there. Texans now 1-1 one and one on the season. Jags fall to 0-2 under their rookie quarterback, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, um, I have to say this is probably the game I saw the least of. And again, another one of these slugfests. Looked like Jalen Ramsey and Hopkins had a really good battle. Looked like Minshew once again... Didn't embarrass himself. You know, I mean, I think he's a quality player. And what's funny is if you're a guy like him, maybe he goes on and he's a starter and he has a great career. But if he puts, like, one more game together, he's almost guaranteed, like, a 10-year career. Like, he'll hold a clipboard forever and ever, and, you know, this guy will be a number two for the rest of his life and will always have a job. Uh, He might be more than that, though. I mean, I I thought that – he plays the game very cool, very relaxed, and uh, you know the Jags are going to be behind the eight ball, but a tough game here. Yeah, I think that's the key with Gardner Minshew, and he was 23 of 33, didn't light it up, 213 yards and a touchdown pass, but he's comfortable in it with himself, and he's yeah. cool, and he's collected, and you see it off the field, you see it on the field, he can run that offense, and he can run your scheme and not embarrass himself, which I think is huge for almost any rookie quarterback and I don't know what the potential is there the upside of Gardner Minshew but you got a nice long-term backup at least and I'm sure like you said he'll have himself a career if he continues to prove that uh, he can be at least that guy and maybe even a little bit more uh, as his rookie season goes along the Kansas City Chiefs uh, they got down 10 nothing early and I was thinking oh wow is this the upset special of the re of the week Raiders leading after the first quarter 10 nothing and then Patrick Mahomes is like, oh, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. They put up 28 points in the second quarter, and uh, that was the end of the scoring. Zero points in the second half for either team. 28-10 Chiefs over the Raiders. 
Yeah, he threw four touchdown passes in one quarter. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, like, that's, that's crazy. It's video you know? game like when you watch Mahomes play because it can happen in an instant. And it's amazing. Yeah. And the way he slings the ball in that offense and it's wide open and everyone's comfortable and it's got speed flying. I mean, even without Tyreek Hill, there's tons of speed on that offense. And yeah, 443 yards passing for Mahomes, four touchdowns in the second quarter. They just put the accelerator on. And, you know, a nice showing for the Raiders, I think. I don't think it's a big loss for the Raiders at all, being able to jump out to an early lead. They had a nice week one victory. So one and one for the Raiders, I think they're in a good spot and showed the Chiefs that they could hang with them for a little while. Yeah, I mean, I think the Raiders are exceeding expectations after two games. I I like what I see from Josh Jacobs a lot. Um, I would like to see him get more incorporated in the passing game in this one. I think he is a very adept pass catcher. And another rookie note, I mean, Mecole Hardman, I mean, he's not Tyree Kill. But you see what they wanted. You know, the, he's exactly what they wanted And when they were thinking Hill might be suspended. He's dangerous as could be, too. Another one of these games that you had hoped if you bet on, you took the under. Uh, battle of, of defenses and some ugly games. Sometimes it was great defense. Sometimes it was just a sloppy game overall. This one was a couple of better defenses in the league, I think. And the Bears going on the road to mile high, beating the Broncos 16-14. Broncos fall to 0-2. Bears now one and one and able to uh, get a victory there uh, in, in a tough division that uh, I think is going to be hard fought throughout this season. Much needed win for the bears quarterback didn't play well. I am worried about Trubisky for sure. I don't know if you remember, but on Friday I picked the Broncos because I thought this game's going to be in the teens. It's going to be really low scoring, but by the fourth quarter, that altitude is really going to affect the bears more than the Broncos. And to be honest, I was right. I mean, the Broncos got all their points, yep. basically, in the end of the game. They were actually moving the ball finally. Um, but then the end of the game was just so goofy. You know, they 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 go to – they score when they finally remove the ball. They go to – go for two, get a delay a game, and then they go kick the field – they kick the extra point to tie it. The Bears, they miss it. The Bears jumped off sides, so they get back in the ball close to the goal line again go for two and win it. And I mean, craziness. I mean, the whole thing was bonkers to me and, and, and didn't win it. I mean, I'm sorry. And Khalil Mack was dominant. It was just uh, exactly. Uh, this game was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Yep. Exactly. Just, you know, <laughs> one field goal here or there off because the Broncos yeah. were close at the end there with the And the Bears won with their field goal kicker. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's bizarro. Right. Bizarro Bears right now. Uh, a couple of things statistically from this game that I thought was interesting is rookie running back David Montgomery was a much bigger a share of that backfield with 18 carries leading the Bears, 80 or uh, 62 yards on the ground. Not a not a huge day, but uh, just winning the load of carries, I think, is key. And if you're a fantasy football player, that's what a lot of players drafted David Montgomery to be doing. He did have the touchdown. And Emmanuel Sanders coming back from an Achilles injury so quickly and looking like the number one guy there in uh, in Denver and. I know you and I are both not super high on Flacco. He did chuck it 50 times, but Cortland Sutton, I think, deserves some more targets as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's looking like a a good player in his second year as a wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, all in all, you look at Sutton, Fant, Sanders, Lindsey, Freeman, even Deshaun Hamilton. Like, there's no superstar there, but that's a pretty decent group of skill guys with some depth, with some versatility. They their blocking was just atrocious. I mentioned Khalil Mack. I mean, Garrett Bowles, the left tackle, had the last I checked four holding calls, and that was pretty early in the game. He maybe picked up another one or two. 
I mean, that, that's that's a problem. There was one point uh, I was watching the red zone, so I wasn't really dialed into that game. But there was one point mm-hmm. where I kept seeing on Twitter, people were just mentioning Garrett Bowles, Garrett Bowles, Garrett Bowles. And I was like, why is everybody talking about Garrett Bowles right now? You get hurt. Guy, was there yeah. some weird play? Nobody talks about offensive linemen that much. And uh, well, I got my answer. Yeah, yeah he was struggling. All right, let's break down these primetime games tomorrow, and we'll tease that power rankings. I think that'll be fun to reshuffle this thing after a couple of weeks, and we've seen these teams in action now, and I think I feel a lot stronger about some teams that I did coming into the year that I weren't sure about, and maybe some teams that I was a little bit more sure about. Oh, I don't know what the heck to think anymore. So uh, we'll get to all of that coming up this week, and of course, Mike Sando Thursday right here, Locked on NFL.